Hey, welcome to the Four Evansville podcast. My name is Sarah. I am here with Jonathan Betcher and John Benton. And here on the Four Evansville podcast, we want to just kind of look at the needs and the dreams of our city so we can um, highlight ways where we can be uh, for Evansville, not just in Evansville. I don't know if I said all that right. Adrian usually does this. She's not here. She's not feeling well. So yeah, she's the professional here. Yeah, that's all right. But we're trying. Yeah. No, we're excited to be here to have this conversation. Today, we want to talk a little bit about actually for Evansville and some of the changes that we've made recently, uh, some of the conversations that we've been having and really our new kind of language that we're using to talk about who we are and what we do. That's right. We have an updated uh, vision statement, mission statement, core values. Uh, we're really excited about that. And we're excited to have John Benton with us. He's the uh, chairman of our board and has uh, played a pivotal role in kind of developing this new language and new direction for for Evansville. And uh, really, we feel like this language and this expression of where we're headed is kind of like uh, just a a clearer expression of what for Evansville has wanted to accomplish in our city from the beginning. Um, we've always uh, focused a lot on kind of helping churches work together for the good of the city and uh, work alongside other partners in the community. And um, now, we're taking just kind of an even more focused and hands-on approach to that work. So, John, anything that you would share kind of about that process overall as we've been through that? You've, you're fairly new to For Evansville's board, but you've been kind of like part of the For Evansville story and friends of our team and everything for a long time. So, Yeah, so it's been a really fun journey getting to watch For Evansville since – incorporated as for Evansville, I gosh, it's been six, seven years now, Mm -hmm. getting to watch as this vision that we knew Tom Gabe had for our city and the potential and possibility that our city had, and to see how that was nurtured and um, firmed up in Ross's work and with you alongside. And now that we're stepping into a uh, the next era of for Evansville as an organization, we had an opportunity to pause and to think about exactly how do we want to express the uh, heart and soul of what this mission is all about. And so we, back in January, really started the process of asking, what could this language really do to help us focus ourselves to be purely and focused um, exclusively on the areas of impact that we can make the biggest difference in being for Evansville. And so really a a fun process to get to honor the past and see into the future and a fun process just to get to pull out the hearts of um, supporters and advocates and this amazing team that's on the for Evansville uh, staff and uh, board. Yeah. Well, I have to say I uh, have been so excited as we've gone through this process because I feel like the language that we've arrived on is a really um, clear reflection of the hearts of people on our team and people who have been advocates of For Evansville. It's, it, it feels deeply personal to me whenever I think about 
um, our core values and just the way that some of that language has reflected. And as we've shared it with folks in the community and people who've been kind of part of the Fort Evansville story, it's been really enjoyable to hear people's reactions to it. Um, mm -hmm. I got an email just this morning from someone who has um, kind of collaborated with Fort Evansville on some things from the organization that they're a part of and also recently became uh, a financial supporter of Fort Evansville. And he said, uh, I, I feel like this language and the core values that you've put together are a true reflection of how Fort Evansville conducts itself, mm -hmm. which felt like a really high compliment because, yeah, um, because we feel really great about the core values that we've come up with. And we do want them to be a reflection, not just of how we pursue this work, but also um, anybody who sees themselves as kind of for Evansville that, that uh, hopefully those values would resonate with them. So uh, where we're headed in this episode, we're going to go through um, the new vision statement, mission statement, and core values, and then just kind of talk personally about what they mean to us and um, what they mean for our organization as well. So um, Sarah, would you want to share the yeah. vision statement and maybe the mission statement as well? And we can start there and just kind sure. of and talk I, about what those things mean to us. I just want to give a little bit of backstory of some of this too. I, I mean, I remember John came in and was meeting with our team and a bunch of white, like these like whiteboard post-it notes all over the, the walls and trying to ask us questions of like, what do you do? You know, like asking these questions and it, it sometimes it's really hard to answer that question in a way that makes sense to people. You can say something and we've always kind of had this... Um, people say, that sounds great. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a good challenge that we even saw then. And I remember we had so many meetings, you know, in our office, outside the office of trying to, let's just come up with really great language. And it just, it felt like it was so forced. And over time, we kind of just took a break and said, let's just not think about it for a little bit. And over time, it just naturally kind of came out. And it yeah. feels like this is making, um, yeah, it makes sense. And I also want to highlight too, John, you were talking about um, you know, all the, the things that have happened in the past. I don't think any of this changes any of that. All the things that we've mm -hmm. done in the past are good work and we want to continue doing many of those. We just think there's ways we can focus some of that. Yeah, that's true. That's great. So how are we going to focus that, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we would say that we want to advance human flourishing through the church. And when we say that, Jonathan, what, what does that really mean to you? Yeah, well, I think... Um, advancing human flourishing is already, there's a lot that you can unpack there. And then advancing human flourishing through the church adds this other layer as well. For Evansville has always kind of talked about flourishing, the flourishing of our city and helping people work together to that end. Um, and I think as we were in this period of kind of refocusing, one of the things that we wanted to recognize is that there are a lot of people in our community who are talking about advancing human flourishing. And a lot of people in our community who are talking about how do we work together to that end. And so part of what has informed this process for us was asking the question, what do we bring to the table that nobody else does? Um, because we don't want to duplicate efforts around human flourishing or around collaboration. We want to bring something unique to that table and do it alongside others in our community who have a similar vision of um, helping our city become a place where everyone can flourish. And so we recognize that one of the unique things that we've always brought to the table in our work is kind of this faith dimension and bringing um, 
Christians specifically into that vision and into that work. And so, whenever we talk about advancing human flourishing through the church, we're really talking about um, this 84% of people in our region who identify as Christian, helping them understand how does that faith perspective motivate um, the role that they can play in advancing human flourishing in our city. Um, and whenever we say advancing human flourishing, we're really talking about making Evansville a place where every person experiences love, experiences justice, and experiences purpose, that uh, they have meaningful relationships, that their holistic needs are being cared for and prioritized, um, and that they understand the valuable role that they can play in the community. And we think that the church has a huge role and contribution to play in that pursuit, again, alongside uh, others in our community who uh, care about those things as well. So, And it would be really hard to talk about advancing human flourishing without talking about the need for advancing human flourishing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so it, it draws you towards, well, where's the dialogue been at in that regard? And so it, it turns out that we've learned nationally there are very robust conversations happening about human flourishing. Yeah. In fact, um, I'm not sure you're supposed to uh, uh, send your viewers somewhere else, but there's a great <laughs> podcast uh, with our friend Ross Chapman out of uh, Denver Institute talking about the fact that Harvard has created something called the Human Flourishing Project or program mm -hmm. um, where they have figured out how to measure human flourishing. Right. And, and in fact, in a lot of ways, it reflects what God says are the core needs for a uh, thriving and dignified life as a human person. And so we in our city haven't uh, sat back and wondered, well, how do we understand the need for addressing human flourishing? We've got active um, agents working on measuring human flourishing in their neighborhoods right. at the regional level. And what we're finding is there's a human flourishing gap. Right. That gap is constituted by things like poverty, race, geography, um, sometimes gender and sometimes um, faith status. Uh, there are a lot of factors that are distinguishing whether or not someone is flourishing or not. And so we have this really fun, beautiful opportunity to think beyond um, some common ideas like socioeconomic factors right. and other ideas and step right into what does it mean that everyone feels dignity and feels the fullest expression of their own well-being and sense of well-being? And how does the church step into that gap? Yeah, this idea that flourishing is a lot more than um, your material mm -hmm. needs being met and your status there. Um, I know we've kind of been diving into the thought that came uh, through the book Becoming Whole, which mm -hmm. you and I have had a lot of conversations about. I think the tagline of that book is, uh, something like the opposite of yeah. poverty is not the American dream. Right. And um, I've, I've loved engaging conversations locally about uh, with people who really deeply understand that, that mm -hmm. there, there's this whole complex um, intersection of factors that affect what it is to be a flourishing person yeah. and that um, we have to pay attention to all of those things and um, that there's a role that each of us can play mm -hmm. in 
creating an environment in our city where um, that type of flourishing can yeah. happen. And so, and I might add one last note to this idea about the need for human filling the gap of human flourishing. Um, I was really privileged back in 2021 to take a trip with a number of individuals who are very much for Evansville. And we got to go to a bunch of different places. One of them was we actually went to Cape Ridge, Massachusetts, and we actually sat with the leaders of the Harvard Flourishing Program. Mm -hmm. And we got to hear from them on what they think flourishing looks like in a place. Yeah. We actually got to show them data from our city about human flourishing. And here's what we really learned. They boil, boil it down to, if you have a faith community, you have healthy marriages, healthy family relationships, and you have healthy social connections, you're much more likely mm -hmm. to be flourishing, which tells us that if there's a human flourishing gap, the best way to fill it is through the church, which can provide faith community, which can provide support to families and marriages, and which can provide social, so close social relationships. Right. The church is uniquely designed to uplift flourishing, and I don't think that's a surprise considering mm -hmm. who designed us and who designed the church. Yeah. Um, and so there's something really beautiful about this vision statement that's already packaged into the way God designed us, designed communities, and designed the way flourishing to work. Yeah, that's really good. And I think it, it's good when we get into our core values to hear some of these things, because when we first started having this conversation, I was a little bit concerned adding the word church in there mm -hmm. and making it that specific, because... Um, yeah, I think in the past we've been really neutral in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. and we've always wanted to do that on purpose to be someone that anyone could jump on board with the mission and vision that we're doing. Um, and then we saw some of this data saying that 84% of people in our, our region identify as Christian, and there's probably a lot of conversations to have around that. But then even, I forget the exact number, but it was a really high percentage were saying even if they were non-Christians, they believe that the church should be doing things to, right. to, to bring value to the city. And so it's like, well, we, that's what we do. Well, let's just really focus on it and just be honest about who we are and what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and that feels good. Yeah. Well, and I think too that um, a big part of that conversation for us was we want to present um, a vision for what that type of engagement looks like for the church and a, um, you know, a, a set of core values that anybody in our city could look at that picture and that vision and say, yeah, I would love for the church to be engaged yeah. in that way, that um, the church is a significant part of our city and our community. And for folks who are part of the church community and also folks who are not, to be able to think about that type of engagement and say, that's a really good thing for our community. And I and I would love to see the church engage in that way. So um, our, our mission statement uh, that we've identified is that we inspire, align, and empower Christians to pursue common good in our city. And I think that word common good kind of speaks to uh, what you were highlighting there, Sarah, of um, there's this idea of what goodness is in our community that benefits everybody, right? And that is a, um, yeah, that, that there are certain aspects of human flourishing and, and what we want our city to be, um, that there's just not a lot of dispute about. You know, yeah. we agree that uh, we want everybody to have healthy relationships and that we want um, people's needs to be met and that we want people to have a sense of purpose. So I'd be curious to hear any 
thoughts or reactions on uh, on that mission or, you know, inspire, align, and empower really came out of uh, us talking about what are the types of things that we do. Obviously, we do a lot of storytelling. We do a lot of relationship building. Um, we try to provide tools and resources that help individual Christians as well as faith communities get engaged in the needs of our city. So, I think what's so cool about this mission statement, and it's important to point out there are purposes for having mission, vision, core values. You know, there's some legal purposes. You have to have them <laughs> right. as a, a nonprofit 501c3, but we're really glad to have them because we want to have a why behind what we're doing. But we recognize a vision statement as where we want to end up. And so for us, it's that we are um, achieving higher levels of human flourishing through this robust faith community. But a mission statement is about, well, how in the world do you get there? That's, right. that's a beautiful vision, but how do you get there? And so this idea of the uh, listen, align, and uh, mobilizing, empowering, it, it, it's a thread that's already existing in other parts of our city. And we for Evansville have an opportunity to step into formalizing, well, look, <clears throat> as it relates to this human flourishing gap that we're talking about, we do know where those gaps are, and we know in many ways how they've um, emerged. And we recognize that stepping in and trying to create common good, that's simply not enough. Um, there's right. enough evidence and research and clarity now in our national conversation about how to close human flourishing gaps. That's just not enough to want to step into a space. It's important to have three things, really. It's important to have a clear vision of the types of gaps you're trying to fill. Mm -hmm. It's really clear that you need to have some catalyzers and some uh, people who can step into the work. But you also need a really healthy process. And that mission statement speaks to that healthy process that we've learned from, right. that we've honed over the years. Um, over half a decade now for Evansville is really setting and resting on the initial program of for Evansville that Ross uh, initiated, which was a year of listening in our city. Mm -hmm. Listening, gathering stories. Ross's listening turned into listening to a, a more um, intense story in the state of E capturing what is actually happening, discerning and hearing, moving towards how do we build alignment? How do we um, hear this idea that there's 900 kids in our city who are in foster care and um, aligning around, yeah, that's a big deal. What does that really mean? And people learning there's actually not 900 foster homes for those kids. Right. That That's alignment for us. And that's building that sort of um, momentum around an issue and it would be easy for us to say, okay, well, here, the church is going to step in and know exactly what everything needs to be. But for Evansville has an opportunity to say, well, hold on. What if we brought everyone to the table who touches this issue? Let's bring the Department of Child Services. Let's bring um, uh, Borrowed Hearts. Let's bring those organizations that understand this issue as well with motivated uh, people of faith and Christians to align to the issue and then say, now we've got alignment, we've got clarity, we understand this issue. How can For Evansville empower right. closing that human flourishing gap for our neighbor? And um, that's a really powerful um, value that we are bringing to our community that we can help facilitate that type of process at the type of scale that we need to 
considering the challenges of our city and our region. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I think about is you talked about the human flourishing gap. And I think about the tremendous opportunity that exists in just kind of this, um, one of the terms we use is latent energy sometimes, this idea that there are all these people in our city who want to love their neighbor and are motivated by their faith to want to do good works in the community. Um, but they don't often know how to do that in mm-hmm. a meaningful way. And so these three things of inspire, align, and empower are really about um, giving somebody a vision for what human flourishing looks like and what their engagement might look like um, and, and inspiring them to that end, uh, helping them find the other people who are maybe already working in that area and and not just uh, going out and starting something new, but aligning themselves with where there's already momentum and where there's already work and then empowering them to be able to be effective in those spaces, to give them the tools and resources, the understanding to know um, if I want to make a difference in this particular area of human flourishing, then here's how I can do it. And here's how I can do it with in a meaningful way, not just mm-hmm. as a volunteer, but in whatever aspect of society they're already in, be it through their job or, or through their church or um, whatever, uh, whatever means of engagement that might look like. And I, I might even point out someone in our circle, uh, our, another board member of For Evansville and someone who's actively engaged in our community, Austin Maxheimer, likes to point out it took Jesus three decades before he moved out of the listening and inspiring phase and uh, moving into the alignment phase until he actually was making certain changes. And so sure. we, we feel like this is a very deeply... Um, Christian and incarnational model. If if our listeners understand by incarnational, we mean the way Jesus came. Being present in that space, not uh, trying to help from a distance, but Mm -hmm. getting uh, close and proximate. So So I think it's a real beautiful expression of what's possible and the way we can go about this that represents our uh, faith well and represents what it means to be a good neighbor well. Yeah. Jonathan, you said uh, you were talking about, you know, obviously resources that were provided. I was thinking each each year uh, we do an end of the year survey. Anyone who's attended mm-hmm. any of our events or been connected with Forwardsville in any way. And one of the things that was really fascinating is that we had more people this year say that they utilized a resource that we provided mm-hmm. um, just more than ever. And I just thought that was really interesting because it's not just always we've uh, formally, most of the times we've been gathering people, convening people together, right. but also providing things that people can utilize, like the podcast that you're listening yeah. to right now, um, is some of, are some of those things that we're really grateful for. And I just I do want to say, as we uh, hop into core values here, you can find this at forumswell.org. You can just click about us, and you can read through all this information because um, we're we're throwing a lot in there. But there's yeah. a lot of good stuff to read. We want to talk about those. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought maybe we could just read through uh, like what the core values are. There's there's like a little description of each core value on our website. I'm not going to read all of those. So um, you can go read those in depth to really kind of understand what they are. But I thought maybe I would just read the five core values and then we could just kind of talk about maybe uh, what our favorites are, or what kind of stands out. We don't have to dive deeply into each one, um, but that'll give us kind of a broad overview. And again, these are these are the values that we see as shaping the way that we're going to do this work, but also um, 
that we would hope this would resonate with anybody who considers themselves for Evansville, who wants to pursue the flourishing of our city, that we think these are some of the key characteristics of a person who can be effective in that space. So the first one, unsurprisingly, is love for our city. And whenever we say that, we don't just mean that we really, really like our city. We mean that we love our city. And that means we embrace our city's beauty and brokenness, that we're the biggest cheerleaders for our city, but we also own our city's challenges and that we embrace the challenges that our neighbors are facing as our own, that um, we love it in that deep, uh, meaningful sense of the word love. Uh, The second one is a gospel of flourishing. Um, So this is the idea that if we're motivated by the Christian story that Jesus is making all things new, that that's um, good news, that that's a story of hope. It's a story of flourishing and um, that it informs and inspires our vision for the world, that we're not um, going to go through the world with a lot of pessimism and anger and outrage, but we're going to go through the world with hope, um, believing that we have this news that everything is everything wrong is going to be made right. Um, The third one is humble curiosity, which is my personal favorite, uh, which means we listen first and learn from everyone, which you kind of touched on, John, has been a key activity of Fortmansville for a long time. The fourth one is inclusive collaboration, which is the idea that um, we don't just seek to collaborate around things that we have in common, but around the common good that we want to see in the world. So this is really about creating spaces where everybody can bring their whole self to the table, that um, you don't have to set uh, fit within a certain set of characteristics, but if you care about the same things, um, that we can come together and work on those things towards the common good. And then the last one is the unity of the church. We believe that there's one church in our city, that followers of Jesus are united in Him, and that um, because of that, we have a huge opportunity um, to work together for the good of our city, and that the church is a really good sort of vehicle for human flourishing because all of these other things that could potentially divide us are sort of superseded by this thing that unites us and that we all have in common. So I'd love to hear from you guys, like if you had to pick one that kind of stood out to you or that resonates most deeply with you, um, what would that be? Or um, Um, other thoughts even on those values? And I said this earlier that, you know, when we get into the core values, when we added, you know, the word church and Christian to our mission and vision, I was a little like, oh, are we going to be limiting that? And you look at the core values, number four is we need everyone. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's really important to continue to remember that as people, um, you know, who follow Jesus, we're looking for everyone to be a part of this mission of, you know, bringing a flourishing and the common good to our city. Um, and so, yes, we're focusing on that work through the church because we think that's where it should be happening, but we need everyone in the city to be a part of that. Um, not necessarily come alongside maybe in the same way that we're expecting churches to do, but there's so many people that want the common good of our city. So I think that's important to me that that's in there. Yeah, that's good. I've, I've really had different favorites along the way in the oh. process, if I'm honest. The one that has struck me as um, most important as it relates to the distinctiveness of Fort Evansville isn't actually necessarily the faith-based ones per se in that, 
you know, I think we we already have a really robust conversation going on about a uh, gospel flourishing, and mm-hmm. I think we already have a very beautiful spirit of collaboration in our community, and I'm really excited about all of those different things. However, there is this really unique um, aspect of the core values of this uh, loving your city and loving um, Evansville, because I think that when people hear that, we have sort of a consumer mindset yeah. when it comes to loving our city. Um, I'm completely stealing this from that other podcast that I <laughs> had listened to because it, it it was something I uh, took from um, someone who just spoke so much uh, into me um, at Fort Evansville and has been a leader in our city for, from Ross. And this concept that loving our city is not about consuming our city per se because if I wanted um, the best neighborhoods with um, the best types of restaurants, maybe I'd want to go to – that city because that's what they're known for. I mm-hmm. want to go to, I want a city that gives me my favorite types of sports. I go to that city because I can consume at multiple different levels. Right. But love of city is much more like a um, uh, reciprocity and much more like yeah. a um, production and um, interaction and a relationship than it is a consumption idea. I don't uh, want to ever love my friends, my family, uh, my neighbor, for what they give to me. I want to love them because God has placed a love in my heart to pour out. Right. And I feel really strongly about this, that um, there are people who want to understand, well, why do you like this city or that neighborhood so much? It's like, well, I'm not crazy. I, I recognize <laughs> that, yeah, I'm, I would like to have this type of grocery store or I'd like to have this kind of asset or amenity or i wish this was a little bit different it's not that's not what that that's not what that love is about it's about feeling so compelled from a place of relationship to that city that god has called me to a love for the city Mm -hmm. and that's that's a really unique value that has to be honed in our hearts it's it's not something that we tend towards very quickly but if we can begin to fall in love with our city as not as consumers but as producers in a uh relationship with our city we start to look a lot more like what the prophets the old testament are talking about a lot more like what i think jesus was describing when he talked about loving your neighbor yeah no that's really good and when i think about why the work of for evansville has always been deeply personal to me. I actually think back to my teenage years when Mm. you and I uh, were growing up in church together uh, in Mount Vernon. And I remember uh, in that experience being exposed really directly to a lot of the challenges that our city was Mm -hmm. facing at that time in the lives of our peers and the family circumstances that they were facing and things like that. And I remember Um, taking those things really personally as a matter of faith, you know, Mm -hmm. that if, if we really believed this message of hope, this message of Jesus, it felt like, um, like those things needed to really matter deeply to us. And we needed to, um, take those challenges of our city really personally in the relational way that you're talking about that, um, this, 
is not just the city where I live. This is my city. Mm. It's uh, these are my neighbors, you know. And so there's a little bit of like an angst, I think, that mm-hmm. comes with uh, with a deep love like that. And I think for us to have that kind of attitude towards our city, um, again, for for people who are followers of Jesus, um, I think that's somewhat rooted in maybe the the most popular scripture that everybody knows, for God so loved the world, um, which which is really saying, for God loved the world in this way, mm-hmm. that he gave his one and only son. And so, if we applied that to the little piece of the world that we've been entrusted with and that we mm-hmm. live in and interact in, um, you could say, um, for I, I, I want the church in our city to be able to say, we loved our city in this way that we gave of ourselves yeah. um, for the flourishing of our neighbors, you know? Absolutely. Um, that that's, that is the mode of loving uh, that most accurately, I think, expresses the faith that we profess. And so I hope that that's uh, a mode of mm-hmm. operating in our city that everybody would say, I'm excited to see um, the church show up in that way, um, and that they might resonate with that too, even if, uh, they come from a different faith perspective. And I might add just this one other aspect of that, which is loving our city doesn't mean that we don't find fault or disappointment. Again, it's, there's a reciprocity there and it's okay for us to be dissatisfied with things in our city. It doesn't make us less for Evansville. In, in fact, it makes us more human to say, you know, as as I love the city, I'm dissatisfied yeah. with this. The, and hopefully a lot of our dissatisfaction doesn't come from a consumeristic place. But sure. ultimately some of it is going to. But our dissatisfaction with the fact that there are people who are going to go home after school today and be hungry. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to bed hungry. And I'm dissatisfied about that. And I'm yeah. dissatisfied that... There's someone today who got let go of their job, and they're going to go home, and they're going to think, I don't have anyone around me. And they may make a decision um, to um, start, start up some um, poor behaviors, or they're mm-hmm. going to um, make a decision to leave our city or whatever. I'm just satisfied that there are aspects of our city that someone can easily fall out of flourishing. Yeah. And that's okay. We love our city enough to say we want it to be as best as it can be. Yeah, that's really good. As we wrap up, you know, I just want to remind people again, you can find this information at forumsville.org. We have five pathways uh, that we want to invite you to check out. We might do some future episodes talking about those as well. And then again, um, Adrienne's not here, so I want to just highlight that she's been doing a great job putting some of the stuff on our Instagram page and Facebook. So follow us at forumsville there. Um, and just, yeah, we have a lot more things we want to continue to talk about as we continue sharing this with just our city and the ways that we want to continue to do that. So Jonathan, any closing things you would like to share? Yeah, I would just say in regards to those five pathways that, um, this mission and vision, these core values are something that we want to be a a reflection, not just of our organization, but of a community of people who want to exist in our city in this way. And so if you're listening to this and this all is resonating with you in in a deep way, we would love to just invite you into that. And so as you look at the about page, as you look at those kind of five pathways, which are really like focus areas for pursuing this mission, um, we just want to invite you to 
engage with us in one of those to let us know uh, which one resonates really deeply with you um, and to consider like what does it look like for you to get plugged in to this mission as well so absolutely awesome john thanks for joining us thank you for having me i just have to say the last time that i had you two and it was just the three of us that episode somehow went missing There were stories shared, and we never found that episode. So Sarah I promise, said some I, things I, she I promise to. that I did not intentionally sabotage that episode to cover up embarrassing stories. <laughs> Just uh-oh, about your, oh no, no. <laughs> was that the one where we talked about your rap career? Yeah, that was it. Okay, so it got lost. Sarah, <laughs> there is a rap career of Jonathan Betcher out there on it's, YouTube. It's well hidden. It's well hidden. I like to point out that I knew Jonathan. I think at the tail end of puberty, which hit him hard, um, and. <laughs> And it was good to watch him come out of that the last couple of years. And so, all right, well, we're out of time <laughs> for today, but thank you for listening and um, be sure to check out our website and we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, co-host Adrian here. And out of all the thousands of available podcasts, you're listening to this one because you love Evansville. Well, we obviously love Evansville too, but We can't tell these stories without the support of people like you. We want to give you the opportunity to partner with our storytelling work here at Fort Evansville. Your donation will allow us to continue to share these unique stories about how people are working together to make Evansville a place where everyone can flourish. And the cool news is right now we have a $50,000 match, so any gift you give will be doubled. So help us complete the match by going to forevansville.org slash podcast partner. Or you can find the link in the show notes. Thanks for being for Evansville.